Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Dylan Coulter. Dylan is a Los Angeles-based photographer who has worked with clients such as ESPN The Magazine, GQ, Adidas, and Apple, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Dylan about how he made the transition from working as an art director to becoming a full-time photographer. Also, his experience shooting for ESPN's The Body Issue, and I also speak to him about some of his early assignments. Dylan is a really talented photographer with a wealth of knowledge and experience, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with him about his career. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, Dylan Coulter, uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time to do this. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thanks for having me, um, and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. And I, I guess just to kind of start off, I was kind of curious uh, where you grew up and like what are kind of some of your earliest memories of photography. Sure. Um, so I grew up in Portland, Oregon, um, and I, I guess. I, I think the the earliest memory I have of, of taking photos was um, my uh, my my grandfather died when I was pretty young. My mom's father died when I was pretty young, and um, he had had he had a number of cameras, and you know I think it was just a hobby for him. I don't I don't even know how serious of a hobby it was, but he liked he certainly liked gadgets. He had a lot of cool gadgets and. <laughs> Nice. you know, all kinds of different things, watches and things like that. And so, um, my grand, my grandma, my grandmother gave me one of his cameras and, um, and I, you know, I just thought it was so cool. You know, I had no idea how to use it, mm-hmm. but just as a, it was a Canon. I think it, I was, I meant to look this up before we talked, but I think it, it was a Canon AE one maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's a classic. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a really, yeah, it was definitely a classic and, um, you know, it, it, it was, uh, I just, so yeah, I just, I just thought it as a, like as a object and as a, you know, piece of machinery, I just thought it was pretty amazing. So I, but I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. Um, and you know, so I, I took photos, but most of them were blurry and a lot of them were out of focus and, you know, a lot of yeah. things like that. <laughs> Um, and then I just quickly got into other things, you know, I was really into sports. I was a big basketball, you know, basketball was kind of my, uh, was my passion as a sport. I I played other sports too, but just really got into that. And, um, then kind of fast forward to, to college. Um, and I, um, had some, I, I was at the time I was, you know, pursuing a, degree in political science is actually what I graduated in in college, okay. but I was thinking I was going to go to law school, you know, something really practical and, mm. um, you know, that stable and those sort of things. And, yeah. and then I was kind of discovering, I didn't love that. Uh, but I wasn't sure what was next. And I had all these, this was sophomore year and I had all these uh, elective credits that I had to, I had to take on or I, you know, had to fill. And so I, uh, took a photography class, photojournalism class, mm. and um, just loved it. And then I started to shoot for the student paper, um, and that was kind of, you know, the where I really, yeah, the beginning and figured out what I was doing. And and then I actually didn't 
pursue that much longer. I, through taking that class, I met an advertising professor. It was the, the, the lab was right next to this advertising professor's office. Mm. And he had most of the students were, were in the photojournalism or were in the, yeah, I guess journalism school and the advertising program was part of that school. And yep. so he had a lot of students in the, in the class and in the lab. And so he'd just pop in there and talk. He was a really outgoing guy. Um, and he, he convinced me to take his, um, visual intro to visual communications class. And so I did that, loved that. And, you know, photography was an aspect of it. Yeah. What, what kind of stuff, what kind of stuff did they kind of cover in that class? What is that? Is that kind of like graphic design and things like that? Or is it just kind of a mix of stuff? Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely like a mix, but it was, you know, graphic design and just like advertising, you know, like the con, you know, coming up with these concepts and then, you know, hiring photographers and um, directors and graphic designers and, you know, illustrators, whatever, you know, it took to get the, the job done. And, but, you know, big emphasis on photography. And I just thought that was so cool. I was like, oh, like, because I was kind of the, I guess I should mention too, I was, I was really enjoying shooting for the student paper. So I guess this, I guess this came a little later, but there was this realization because um, I took that class intro to visual communication. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to keep doing this. So yeah. I took more, more classes. And then I was also kind of at the same time shooting for the student paper and I, I really enjoyed it, but um, I was kind of realizing that I love the idea of being able to kind of create scenarios and, um, you know, kind of have an idea and, and see that through. And that's, that's kind of where I saw, advertising as being a possibility to do that as, as an art director and mm. um whereas photojournalism was kind of these captured moments which i thought was cool but it, it just wasn't i was drawn more drawn to this idea of kind of creating something so yeah that makes I, sense and i, and I yeah because like looking yeah, at your, oh, sorry yeah no problem because even like looking at your work now i mean it's like you do a lot of portraiture but it looks like you um love uh lighting and kind of setting up these scenarios like sometimes you'll use props and stuff so even kind of earlier on, um, like you were mentioning, you kind of like to set up scenarios. That was something you kind of always kind of drawn to, you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yes, it was. And, and, and um, I think it's interesting because, so what I ended up doing is uh, going into art direction, uh, working in advertising, you know, for about seven years. Mm. Um, after college and then you know then i that's when i as an art director i learned oh there's this whole other area of photography you know there's more than just photojournalism which yeah you know should be an obvious thing but i didn't i didn't know that at the time so but yeah yeah so you know i've something i've always enjoyed doing and it you know sometimes it was you know sometimes it, it's and still is today you know sometimes it's my idea um a lot of times it's you know, like the, the magazine's concept in the, in the advertising or the advertising agency or whoever it may be. Mm. Um, but there's always room, like sometimes it's, you know, client will want ideas, which is, is awesome. And I always, I almost always will, you know, have thoughts and suggestions. Sometimes they're, you know, like interested in well-received sometimes they're not or they're just know they're very specific in what they want yeah 
but um, that's always been an aspect of what I've done. And, and even if even if the idea comes from someone else, it's it's nice to kind of flesh it out or you know kind of riff on it. Yeah, uh, yeah. At, so, least, at least try it. Yeah, yeah. So I think to answer your question, I think early days of photography, I was still I was trying to because I you know I didn't go to school for photography, so I was like trying to figure out light and mm. like technical things. So I think it was always in a thought of like bringing something you know, conceptual or, or, you know, bringing, um, you know, creating an environment. But a lot of times I think it was more limited unless it was something that was coming from the client. And I think as I became more confident mm. in the technical sides of photography that I was able to like kind of branch out and think more yeah. about what, you know, what can I bring to this shoot? Yeah, definitely. And Outside like, of the, you know, the lighting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like you were saying, you worked, I think you said, as an art director for, what, seven years? Yeah, while, yeah, about seven years. While you're doing that, or were you kind of taking pictures um, just for yourself all during that time, or did you kind of put it aside while you are kind of focusing on um, being an art director? Yeah, I I was. I, I don't think I did immediately, but pretty early on, I started to take a lot of photos, and and, you know, a lot of that was, you know, being inspired by, because I, one thing I did as an art director right away is I started art directing a lot of shoots. Mm. Um, you know, pretty quickly I went to work for Adidas and um, they happened to have their U.S. headquarters in Portland, Oregon. And I went, I went to school um, on the West Coast and I came back uh, to Portland thinking I was just going to be there for a little while and then I you know I was sending out my portfolio and I thought I'd go work for an ad agency in a bigger yeah you know bigger market but I happened to get uh this internship kind of it was a half internship you know half entry level thing job um had a local agency that was doing really good work Colin Weber mm. at the time they were doing Doc Martens and um some winning a lot of awards. They did some work for the Oregonian, the local paper there, but they were getting a lot of national attention. And so I went there first and, um, that was pretty cool. And then the agency was doing so well that all the creatives kept getting picked off and oh. hired by Wyden or could be, it was really big at the time. And, yeah. Uh, shy day, all these agencies that were just like doing incredible work. They were just getting, um, hired, by these places. So, um, a lot of people left kind of quickly. And then, and then I got an opportunity to go work for Adidas. They were kind of, um, reorganizing at the time. Um, and two, two guys from Nike had, um, left Nike and, and went to help Adidas, uh, kind of build up. And so, uh, that was pretty cool. And, and one of the guys, his name was Peter Moore. And he was the guy that designed the uh, Jordan logo wow. and had like been like kind of really helped brand uh, Jordan and done all these, like all the early Nike posters Damn. Um, that as a kid, you know, that I just thought were amazing. So that was pretty cool. An opportunity to work for him. He, he wasn't my, you know, he wasn't my, um, my boss, but he was kind of my boss's boss. And yeah. So, you know, like just to be, uh, kind of in his presence and 
uh, get to work for him was pretty cool. So Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Do you feel like um, that experience working as an art director kind of helped you with, like, when you kind of went on to become a photographer full-time? Do you feel like that experience was useful to what you do now? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, it's an interesting thing because it it definitely gave me insight into how the process worked on the agency or client side, you know, like how, like, cause just, cause I could think about like how, you know, like what worked for me, you know, like what, like what got my attention and, you know, and just knowing the process and who you even reach out to and yeah. um, that sort of thing was really helpful. Um, the same time I, I didn't, I didn't assist at all. I made that conscious decision not to assist because I just felt like I had one piece of the puzzle Mm. And that it it'd probably just take more time if I if I started to assist. I thought, I mean, you know, like that ignorance is bliss, you know. So I I was kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I'll just do this. And, and I also just saw like I was working with all these very successful photographers, and I was just saying, oh, this is amazing. These guys, you know, are traveling all the time, and you know, like yeah, having I mean, these incredible shoots working. Yeah, you probably just learned. You're going to learn a lot being around them. Like, you, not the fact that you, you didn't assist them, but you're around it and you kind of see how they operate. It's kind of that's really what you kind of get out of assisting. I mean, I assisted for a few years, and I don't think any, everyone has yeah. to do it. Everyone has their own path, and like I think you probably, I would imagine, probably picked up a lot working with these guys, even how they kind of um, market their work or kind of deal with clients, and even how they operate on set. Do you feel like just being around that? I would imagine you probably learned a lot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. I mean, I, you know, like I, I look back at it and I, and, you know, I'm kind of like, wow, that was, <laughs> you know, mm. that was, you know, that was a, a little bit, um, you know, I, it could have, it, it could have easily not have worked out, you know what I mean? Cause I was, I, you know, and I, I had some amazing assistants early on who just were able to technically kind of, Mm. help me out um, and teach me a lot. I learned a lot from early assistants and from the technical side. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, I ultimately, I think I'm, it was the right thing to do, but um, I just didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't fully understand and appreciate how difficult it is to, to get to a place where these photographers I was working with as an art director had or were, you know, I mean, that like that's, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's typically a lot of years of, of uh, oh yeah it's work and decades and yeah decades <laughs> hustle and and luck and skill you know like it's it's like those are the components I think mm. that really <laughs> yeah. make it all possible no definitely um, and when you're an art director and when you're being when you're an art director in advertising um, were photographers reaching out to you and trying to market their work to you uh, while you're kind of doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, there's some pretty big names that were earlier in their careers that were reaching out a lot. And, you know, I, I, my whole thing was, I don't know where this came from, but one thing I was really interested. Oh, I, I know. Well, yeah. So, um, so I was really interested in kind of, and one thing that when I started shooting, I, had you know done all this art direction for Adidas and sport. Mm -hmm. But one thing I started as an art director is I was like, I really, I think, you know, I like so much of the sports work 
uh, sports photography at the time was kind of was it was very narrow in terms of how it was being portrayed and 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 style the style that was was being shot and it, a lot of it was photojournalistic and there was um you know starting to that was starting to change you know like um john hewitt like he he started to do some stuff that was different and mm. there's definitely people that were doing some different things but i i i thought it like one of the things i was really interested in was and, and i worked with a lot of photographers there that were firmly you know like in the sports world but i also tried to reach out and bring in some photographers that uh were in different genres and bring their sensibilities their style their approach and also just like fresh eyes to mm. to sports and so um so anyway there was some you know i had some interactions with photographers uh you know like i think i think you had larry fink on your show and oh yeah um he shot he shot a basketball campaign oh wow you know and he shoots like he shoots like a medium format at least at the time yeah. wide angle lens he was like in the middle like he was in the key <laughs> like you know like I think it was, um, I think that particular shoot was, um, women's basketball. And he was like, just getting, like, he was getting beat up. Yeah. <laughs> just getting, uh, but you know, that kind of thing was so cool, you know, like just to bring, have people do that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, so that, that was, yeah, that's, that was, um, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I think that's the thing. I mean, a lot of photographers probably struggle with is like marketing their work to clients when you're an art director, what do you think it is? What was it that kind of stuck out in your mind when people were trying to, photographers were trying to market their work to you? Because, like, obviously with Adidas, it's lots of sports and stuff, but the fact that you hired Larry Fink, he's not a sports photographer. Um, what do you think uh, it is that kind of attracted you, the photographers that were reaching out to you when you were an art director? Yeah. Well, Larry and, you know, like, Larry had done a book on boxers, mm. and so... You know, it, in a sense, there was like this, that was, I saw that book and I was just blown away, you know, like I was just thought that was, you know, amazing work. And so that was, so, you know, he had loosely had this, um, kind of tied to sports, but that was really, mm -hmm. you know, that was at least as, at the time of what I was aware of his body work, that was, that was a small part of what he had done, he yeah. was, you know, it was more other places, but and so I should say when I was an art director, it was a different time. You know, it was like um, early days of internet, um, and so it was really a lot about you. Kind of had to, you, you know, I guess it was you had to work a little harder to find stuff. There was source books; mm -hmm. um, those were huge. You know, that was a big part of like you looked in award books. Um, so, you know, you're looking through that. I was always, you know, I, I loved, I, I, like, I was realizing I loved photography and I was going uh, to Powell Books, a big bookstore in Portland. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. going to their photo section. Yeah, are you familiar? It's like big, like takes up over a block. Um, <laughs> it's a big store, but they had a great photo section. And so I'd go there and I'd just spend time with the photo books. And mm. um, so, you know, that that's my memory. Um you know, people were doing, definitely doing, you know, like uh, promos, mail promos and things like that. So you get that. Mm. But I felt, I feel like I was like um, actively searching for 
for photographers, yeah. uh, depending. Um, you know, I I also would ask. You know, I'd reach out to. Um, you know, you know, magazines to the power magazines, and at least for me, was just like what was being created in magazines like Vibe and yeah. Rolling Stone, and you know, so um, I would reach out to people, you know, uh, photo editors and, and and things, and not even really understanding that world at the time. Yeah. Um, but just reaching out and seeing, or at least looking at what, um, you know, what who was shooting for the magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, I reached out to George Pitt Pitts at one point. Oh, wow. And he was, he, he was super cool and responded. I was like asking him about recommendations for photographers and, yeah. um, you know, so that, you know, uh, yeah. I, think, I think that's, yeah. you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about this for a long time, but I think, I think that's probably the ways that I was finding, but, mm-hmm. you know, definitely understanding that, you know, like as a photographer, you know, once I made that switch that as a photographer, I really had to let people know that I was out there. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And, and then when I started, you know, like the, I was, it was just at that time that, you know, still like film, largely film, but at the same time that the internet was ramping up, you know, and, yeah. um, at the, you know, like when I, when I first started Adidas, um, like email was a new thing and people were like, why would I use this? And then, you know, like, like, why do I need this? And then like, you're like, oh. so as a photographer, one of the things I started doing early on was reaching out through email. You still had to call, you had to cold call people then. Oh yeah. A lot, you know, particularly since I wasn't in New York, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. and, uh, you'd have to call, you call like you, you just like do 10 cold calls a day. Yeah. And like people would take your call. I, if they're around, they take your call and listen to you. It's like, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> Honestly, it's not a bad thing. To, I don't think it's a bad thing to do nowadays. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's like, if yeah. it, it's a grind, as you know, and I think you got to use like anything you can just to kind of get your name out there. I, I do it sometimes, not as much as I used to, but I've definitely met people that way. Obviously, some people don't like it, and a lot of times they won't pick up, yeah. but, but it is interesting. It is interesting to hear your kind of side of it and how you kind of were hiring photographers when you're an art director because I don't know about you, but the way jobs get handed out, it's so random. Like you could market your yeah. work, work to one client for 10 years and get nothing. And then out of left field, you'll get a job from someone you've never even talked to sometimes, you know? So it's just so random. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I, um, I think it's just, it's just hard to know how it's all going to happen. Um, this is a, a, a definite side, but you know, um, I'm, I'm talking to, uh, like I'm kind of in the running for this project right now mm-hmm. that um, an advertising project yep. and the art director uh, slash creative director on it is someone that I worked with the last time I worked with him was 13 years ago yeah. at the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked on a Sonics campaign together wow. and you know, it's been, you know, 13 years and um, we follow each other on Instagram, but you know, like we, we haven't, you know, we haven't worked together since. So it's like that kind of thing. Like you just never know. It's like, it can be, and I've had situations where, uh, you know, uh, somebody has been aware of my work and they, uh, this happened a couple of years ago. And, um, 
I've stayed in touch with them and sent them promos and just, mm. you know, like loosely. And then all of a sudden, 10 years later, yep. I shop for them for the first time. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. Or, and like you said, it can be completely random, random. you know, how it all works. It, yeah. is, it is, man. Um, and I guess this, uh, I guess, was there like a breaking point when you were art directing that you kind of made the clean, was it like a clean break that you're like, oh, I'm going to go off and be a photographer now? Or how did that kind of transition work for you? Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I, I pretty much, um, so I realized that I loved art direction, but I, 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 I really liked the idea of, you know, building or creating something more and and an art director you play a role in that and you kind of create the framing for how this is all going to happen but then you're hiring people that are actually you know taking the photos or um directing the spot or mm-hmm. uh you know like drawing the illustration or whatever it might be you know and so i i just i just decided that i wanted to do that you know mm-hmm. and i wanted to be on the front lines a little more in that process and um you know so i just kind of jumped in i was pretty young um when i decided to do it um and i didn't really think a lot about it i didn't have a lot of responsibilities you know and uh so i just kind of jumped in and it was tough i mean because i had i'd come out of school and i had gotten a pretty early gotten a pretty good job you know a pretty good salary for yep you know, right out of college. And then I kind of was like, all of a sudden, <laughs> no, no salary, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, looking back on it, I think I was really fortunate, you know, like it, it, I think it happened, things started to happen for me a lot faster than, than they do for some people. And, um, so like ultimately it, it was, it, it, um, it worked, you know, it definitely worked out, but it was, at the time I remember going through the process, it, it, it was, it was a lot harder than I hmm. thought it would be, you know? Yeah. I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing for anybody, not even just photography, making a switch to a new job. Um, it doesn't happen overnight and kind of building up that like client list and stuff. It takes years to keep building on it. And I guess when you've started out, um, how are you kind of getting your work out there and who are some of the first clients yeah. you were working with? Yeah. So I, you know, I, um, built a web, you know, built a website. My, um, my cousin was, uh, a programmer or he still is, but you know, he helped me like build a website, my first website. And I think the, you know, if this, you know, like the images were, I think they're like maximum length, length of 800 pixels, yeah. you know? So they were like just tiny, but that was a big deal. And people really thought that was, you know, like people responded to it. They thought it was a good design and mm. that kind of thing. Um, but I, yeah, I was early on blasting people with emails and reach, you know, I was definitely making the phone calls and then I was either following up with email and what I did, it's kind of funny looking back, but one of the things I, cause I had used PDFs a lot as an art director is I was sending people either a PDF as an attachment or, or a, a link to download a PDF. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it essentially was like an online portfolio. I mean, it's a, but at the time it blew people away. They're like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and it's kind of funny to look back at that, but, you know, yeah. um, that, that went a long ways, I think. Um, and then I started, you know, I started uh, taking trips to, you know, go out to New York. Just I was still in Portland at the time, mm. go to New York, uh, 
you know, go to San Francisco, went to Chicago. And I was, um, those early days, I was really taking the trips as much as I could. You know, once I started to shoot a little bit and have a little bit of income, I did that. But I think the first thing I did is I just kind of talking through this is I, anytime I had enough money, I would have another, you know, custom portfolio made. Okay. And then I get that in rotation. And at the time, people would pay for you to send your portfolio around, oh, you know? Damn. And so that was like, you know, ad agencies would call it in mm-hmm. and they give you a FedEx number. Even magazines would too. Mm-hmm. Not always, but yeah. a lot of times. And, but those, those were, you know, at the time, those were so expensive. I mean, they still, I mean, I can't remember what they are, but you know, they're expensive. And that was a huge barrier to entry because you had to have, that was a big thing, mm-hmm. um, at least from my point of view, is to have these portfolios to be able to share the work. And, you know, if you only had one, that means only one yeah. agency or one magazine's taking a look at it. Yep. It takes, um, takes a lot a lot more time. Yeah. But I, I you know, early days, I, I, um, I got a break with Adidas, you know, and I had definitely had relationships there. But, you know, at first they weren't hiring me, you know, I thought, Oh, well, you know, I worked here as an art director, but hire me. And, yeah. and, and that didn't happen right away. But, um, I, I got a break with them. I did, it was kind of a last minute project, small budget, it's a soccer player in LA. Mm. Um, and it, you know, that went really well. Um, and then that kind of led to more. And then eventually I started to get some assignments from, uh, from Nike. Okay. And that took a while. And, and that was cool. At first, though, they're like, you have too much Adidas in your book. <laughs> um, I think that was a bigger deal than, you know, like it's this Adidas versus Nike thing. That just, like now it's not yeah. as big a deal. Just, pho- just Photoshop the swoosh in, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it used to be like, you know, you, you just it kind of was like you had to choose one or the other. And it, it seems like now that photographers can shoot for both i mean you maybe kind of downplay things a little bit when you go in for a meeting with them in terms of what you're showing but yeah you know yeah that, that makes sense that's pretty interesting to hear you kind of just went straight into the commercial work um i mean i know you shoot editorial stuff now were you kind of doing any, any editorial stuff when you first started out or did that kind of come later for you well i i was doing a little but you know portland didn't have a lot of local editorial yeah. um and I was getting calls. I, I was getting some calls from, uh, you know, magazines, national magazines that had something in the area. But, um, and there, and there was some really fun assignments out of that. Um, you know, I went to Montana, I think to once to shoot a portrait of a, a shop owner that someone had moved from New York and, uh, locally had some, some cool stuff. Uh, I shot for, runner's world mm. in Portland. So I was getting some local, like, cause there were a fair amount of athletes based in Portland. So I was getting some sports work there and then general portraiture. Mm. But, um, you know, that was one of the reasons I wanted to move to New York. Cause, um, I had this strange, I mean, it was fortunate, but I had this kind of like opposite of most people's early days of career and that I was shooting a lot of commercial work, but shooting no editorial yeah I'd, and so i i felt like i was starting to get kind of pigeonholed and just not have a lot of like work that i wanted to share uh you know beyond sport you know like it was just very um corporate you know, it was more commercial yeah 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 um, yeah it's definitely so that was that was one 
Yeah, it's definitely like a yeah, it's definitely a, a balance. I think because even I, I don't know about you, but I definitely shoot like a lot of like commercial stuff that never I never end up putting it on my website. It's not that I'm like right. not, I'm not proud of it. I am proud of it, and I like doing it. But it is like your website is like uh, it's the stuff that at least for me is this, the photos that I really care about and kind of connect with. You know, it's but it is like a balance. You kind of have to like show both, I guess, if you're gonna do this commercially. You think. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I think you do. I mean, I think it, it, it's like, I've found that it really helps to tailor your, the work you show, um, when you, depending on who you're showing it to. And, yep. you know, like obviously a website is out there and has to kind of do a lot of different things. And, you know, so I've always kind of had categories of things, mm. but, um, I think early on, I, you know, felt like I had to show that I could do commercial projects. So I would put more of that out there. Mm. And then, and, you know, in more recent years, I've actually tried to pull back that work and, and show less of that mm. unless, you know, someone is interested in seeing that specifically, but it's, it's a tough one. I, I've never known exactly how to do that. If I go in for a meeting then I'm certainly going to show work that I feel like is like, you know, um, that would be interesting to that yeah. whoever I'm meeting with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think but, it's, I think it's, know, like, yeah, I think it's like one of those things like where it's, you, you can't, not everyone's going to like your work. I think it took me a long time to realize that yeah. is like, is you can try to cater to everybody, but if you, if you try to cater to everyone, you'll cater to nobody, you know, I don't know. That's yeah. How, that's, no, how, that's, that's how I kind of view it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. No, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And, 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 you know, when I, when I, I kind of always had this interest in shooting for magazines, um, just because I liked the work there, but I, that's what I had to, when I, especially when I moved to New York, I had to learn about that mm -hmm. world and, and, and how to do that. And I did have a pretty commercial book at that time. And so that took a long time. It, it took a while to make that transition and to convince people and that I, you know, could, do work that you know mm -hmm. that would be received in the editorial world so yeah. that took so that that took some time yeah that makes sense and you know one thing i was kind of curious about and talking to you about is like i'm always interested is like did it take you a while to kind of find like your aesthetic or kind of like your photographic style the way you shoot um is that something that kind of took you a while to kind of build your kind of visual i guess voice i guess um like I, I mean looking at your website it looks like um you don't always shoot strobes but it seems like a a popular um it seems like you work with strobes a lot and portraiture yeah um did it kind of take you a while to kind of get to the point where you kind of felt comfortable in the style in which you shoot you think yeah i mean i i i i think there's always been i like i i i think there's been stages in my career and um different points when I've been, I think, perceived or known for a certain style. And then, um, but, you know, coming as an art director, I was always inspired by the concept, you know? And so, um, sometimes that meant, you know, like you were using a really hard light and, you know, very moody, hard lighting. Mm. Um, and then sometimes it might be a very soft daylight or whatever, you know, like just conceptual on a conceptual level. But so, I've always been 
like I've always understood the importance of you had to be, you know, like you people had to think of you in a certain way, like you had to be known for something. Mm. But I also have always fought, you know, getting pigeonholed or being perceived as just one way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think generally speaking, I started, you know, I shot a few years and I was kind of at that the cusp of the digital re- revolution. So I shot a couple of years of film. I'm really really happy that I came up at a time when film was still being used. I identify with that, with the kind of a filmic look. Um, Mm. And then, um, but, you know, I did a lot of, and then, you know, my initial kind of my initial thought as a photographer was, you know, I had worked at Adidas. I'd been working with a lot of photographers there. A lot of it had been changing, but kind of photojournalistic perspective on sport. So I thought what I wanted to do was like, take some of the influences from other genres mm-hmm. and apply them to sport. Okay. You know, so what was being done in portraiture, uh, what was being done in fashion and kind of bring that, some of those that, you know, the aesthetic, the lighting, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, more intentional, more dramatic things that were happening there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was initial. So I did that. And then, and then I all of a sudden was a sports photographer. Yeah. And then when I moved to New York, I was kind of trying to, because, you know, I had a lot of other interests. I really love portraiture. Mm. And so it's trying to be able to kind of keep in the sport world, but also start to do um, things outside of sports. Yeah. And so, so, so I guess to answer your question, it's been always like an evolution, I think. I've been trying to always push myself and, and also just like, find that balance between having something that um, defines you, that people think of you as, but also have the opportunity to not do that same lighting setup every time. For instance. Yeah. This give or yourself, yeah. Give, it's give yourself the flexibility to be um, creative and try different things. I think that makes sense. And, but like yep. you were saying with the sports thing, that's always been something you've kind of been interested. In. I know you do a lot of work for like ESPN, the magazine. Um, what do you think it is about sports that you enjoy uh, photographing? I mean, I know you do like portraiture, but what do you think it is about working with athletes and yeah. things, things that you're drawn to? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, um, well, one thing that I kind of realized, um, well, sports is exciting because, you know, it's something that is always being discussed, you know, so it's, it's, there's, there's, there's interest, you know, on a cultural level in sport and particularly in professional sports. Um, uh, so, you know, that, that, you know, and it's, so it's, you know, it's especially initially because I, I was someone who played a lot of sports growing up. So, you know, like in the early days of my career, you know, having the opportunity to shoot LeBron James and Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, like, shot um uh some of his game covers uh his ea uh game covers um you know things like that was amazing you know like that it was almost you're meeting your idols because i was still young enough like i was still in that kind of realm like wow like these people uh i shot kareem abdul jabbar early days and like he definitely was playing when i was a kid you know so like um so you know there wasn't that kind of excitement like, um, and then, you know, it, it's, it's always changing, um, sports though, I will say professional athletes, I think can be some of the hardest people 
to photograph. And I think that was good training ground for later days of shooting um, other other subject matter, you know, and getting into celebrity and things like that. Because the professional athletes have they have both um, celebrity aspect to them because they are, you know, obviously, and they have a lot of the, the you know the PR people and their agents and all these kind of people that you have to deal with also mm. sometimes like that's the more challenging than the actual person. Yeah. Um, but, but then they have that with the except with a few except with a number of exceptions, you also have the fact that they're real people yep. um, in the fact that a lot of them aren't that comfortable in front of the camera. Mm. Um, Serena Williams, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, you know, the, the biggest tiger they are, of course, but yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of people that, are, that aren't haven't done that many photo shoots and don't do them regularly. So you're kind of dealing with those two components. And I think for me, I felt like if I I, I was able to kind of you know get good at that, kind of build some expertise in that, then later on it's like okay, I'm doing a campaign with real people, or I'm going, you know, I'm I'm sh- I'm shooting a portrait of a real person, then I it really was helpful. And, and the same as I started to shoot more celebrity, general celebrity mm-hmm. portraiture, you know, just having dealt with all that, all the trappings around that mm. is really good. So it, it ended up being really good training ground. Yeah. You just get stronger um, dealing with people because you, you're dealing, you're photographing so many different types of people. You probably just get better at communicating, I would imagine. And I guess, do you remember kind of the first big athlete you photographed when you were starting out? I think uh, Tiger Woods was the, I, I think was probably the, I mean, he certainly was the biggest, mm. Do you, and, remember? you know, he was at, he was at, you know, he was at the top of this game at the time too. Yeah. Was that, did it take you a while to get comfortable dealing with these like big personalities and things and kind of running these big sets? Um, I guess looking back on it, are there like any jobs that kind of stick out in mind that you feel like you kind of learned a lot from kind of when you were first kind of getting into it, you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, it was always, um, yeah, it definitely took me a while. I mean, I think having been an art director was helpful because I had been on big sets before. Yeah. Um, so I at least had had the experience of being there. Now I hadn't, I wasn't paying attention or thinking like a photographer at the time. Mm. So, you know, there was still a lot to learn and, and, um, but just like a general familiarity, I think having had that experience was real real helpful when I started to shoot. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was total learning experience. Um, you know, I was, always very nervous. I also think early, you know, like I, I hope I wasn't showing it, but you know, like always was a bit nervous before those, before shoots. And, um, you know, like I was still, um, early days, like learning a lot technically about lighting. I knew what I wanted conceptually, but you know, so that was always, that was taking a big part of my kind of mind. Yeah, you f- um, you feel like you kind you of know. you kind of build your confidence over the time, the, being that you've doing been doing this for a lot a lot of years now. You just kind of keep growing and building, and you kind of feel more confident going in, into these big shoots. Be it, I mean, you shoot everybody from like Bill Clinton to the CEO of Apple. I mean, do you feel like you just kind of you kind of keep building that confidence with dealing with these bigger shoots and things? I mean, yes. I mean, overall, yes. But it's always. I think generally speaking, yeah, but you never like, um, 
and that's one thing I love about being a photography is just the, the kind of the life experience of it, like yeah. the, the opportunity to, to, to meet these people. You know, it's always, it's usually generally very quick. It's not like you're sitting down and having a meal with them, but yeah. you know, just to have that experience, um, to see, you know, go in the, uh, you know, often places they work or, um, yeah. what have you, or the life experience, the travel, these same things, but it's always different. And you just, and so it, it, it keeps me on my toes because I never know what it's going to be like, or when you're going to arrive and you yeah. arrive to location and like, you don't have power or, <laughs> you know, like he, you're yeah. supposed to have an hour and yeah. you only are going to have two, two minutes, like yeah. literal two minutes, you yeah. know, things like this, you know? <laughs> So yeah. you never know, but generally speaking, yeah, I feel a lot more confident. But mm. I just had a shoot on on Sunday here in LA, and um, I I was, you know, I was just I had we had a general direction in place, but there was just certain things that I wasn't exactly sure. And you know, a lot of times, I've learned just to like in terms of what I wanted to do, yeah. to just like just kind of sit on it, meditate on it, like let it, you know, don't get worked up about it mm. and because I, I i had things in place that we could do if we needed to but i just felt like there was something that i needed to sort out that wasn't and so that was a shoot that i was a little more you know just just this last week just a little on sunday just a little un uh characteristically unsettled about you know mm. and it all came together and we got got to set and was like okay yeah this is right but yeah. So I guess the long answer to saying, um, yeah, I feel more, you know, I guess confident about shoots now, but you just never know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like you said, you never, you can prepare all you want, but when the shoot day happens, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know what the weather's going to do, how people are going to, yeah. your subject might, might not want to wear the shirt you had in mind or whatever. Um, with these like big shoots you do, I know you've done stuff for, like ESPN, the body, uh, issue, which is like a really famous yeah. issue. Um, do you kind of go into yeah. those big shoots with like, 10 ideas is kind of give yourself backups or how do you kind of approach, uh, those big shoots, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that shoot was pretty planned out. Um, I, I shot for ESPN for, I don't really even a number of years, five, six years, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were a magazine that early days that I really wanted to shoot for. And, you know, that opportunity didn't come, for a while and then and then it did and then um you know they became their great client and um you know uh i've done some amazing shoots with them and i had never shot the body you know shot a number of covers for them but i had never shot the body issue and it's like something that i'd always hoped to do at some point you know and uh it's a that it's a i've always considered it it would be a big honor and you know, like having done it now, it really is. And you look at the list of photographers that have been involved. It's, um, Oh yeah. It's like, know, it's a lot it, of it's incredible like names. Yeah. So that's like a really, like an achievement for a lot of photographers is to get to that point. It's just really interesting to see that issue. It's like my, my friend does all the videos for like the behind the scenes stuff. She does all the editing. Oh, cool. And she, yeah. she was saying that's like their biggest issue of the year. And so much goes in, they plan, yeah. they plan it for like six months and it's kind of turned into this big thing. Um, but I guess when you first shot your first, the body issue, I think I, I know you photographed a baseball player. I forget his name. Um, yeah, but with 
Javi Baez. Yeah, with that, um, had you photographed any nudes prior to that, and um, <laughs> and how did that kind of come together? Because I know you guys did. Uh, you shot on location. It looked like in some like almost like a warehouse, and then you built like a set that was. Yeah. Um, did did that kind of come from the magazine, or were those some of your ideas, or how did that shoot kind of come about? Yeah, so that was a really interesting one. So it was a lot of firsts for me. Um, so that was two years. So um, I guess two years ago. So not this year, but 2017 mm-hmm. body issue. Um, they asked, you know, they called and asked, asked if, you know, if I was available, interested in shooting. And I was like, absolutely. Um, and they had, they had, you know, signed, they would said, you kind of told me it was going to be Javi Baez. He was available. Um, in Phoenix area because he was going to be there for spring training. Mm. I don't remember our total time with him, but it might've been three or four hours. Oh, wow. Um, but they said, there's one thing, you know, there's one other thing we, we would, you know, we would like you to shoot with an iPhone oh, wow. exclusively. And I was like, what? you know, that's the best and worst call that you can get. That <laughs> I felt like I could get, you know, like, I was like, oh, you know, this is something that I, I'd wanted to do for a long time. Um, and, uh, but, you know, to only go in with an iPhone, that was a little nerve wracking. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they were doing a part, you know, they, they were that, I think they always are, but that year they really were trying to do kind of push, um, you know, what they how they were, you know, how they were taking these shots and what, you know, like what the setups were and things like that. And mm-hmm. so they thought it'd be really cool to do. And a lot of magazines were doing that at the time is like, you know, then they had never had a cover shot with the iPhone before. Wow. Um, so yeah. And then they ended up doing a partnership with Apple. And um, so, yeah, so it was, um, you know, I was like, absolutely. I want to do it. And then, you know, I got off the phone and had to kind of process that and like <laughs> think about how, <laughs> how are we going to do that? Yeah. Um, and they have a large, you know, their, their magazine is kind of a large format, you know, so it's a little bigger. So it's like iPhone, you know, technically, you know, no problem online, but mm-hmm. you know, printed, you know, we, we were, we were a little unsure, even the magazine, how, how that would image and look. And so we did a test shoot in New York and just kind of, you know, just to find out what the, you know, what the technical limitations of yeah. the camera were and what worked best and that sort of thing. And I mean, generally like bottom line, we figured out the most light you can get it. You want to shoot at the light, lowest ISO that, that the, the phone yeah. uh, camera has. Mm-hmm. So that's, so we're, you know, lots of light, light, light is your friend, you know? And, um, so yeah, so he was available. Um, he was available, uh, in the Phoenix area. I, um, they asked me for ideas. Um, so I spent a couple of days putting some concepts together and, um, uh, and then presented those to them and they had a few as well. And then, um, it kind of went from there and we, you know, wanted to shoot in the desert. I had been, uh, I had been to, uh, Martha, Texas the year before and kind of really been inspired by Donald Judd's work there and uh, his sculpture and so some of my concepts were one of my concepts was kind of based around that um and then we had this deconstructed scoreboard concept yeah. um that i thought would be interesting and um 
uh, what were some of the other setups? They wanted, we, we tried to set up with a strobe, with a flash. We actually were able to, we found this third-party um, device, an app wow. uh, out of China yeah. that allowed you to like sync with sync. the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty crazy, but it was a delay. It was like, and it was a variable delay. So it's like, say, nearly a second to a second and a half. Mm. So you're having to fire you know, uh, you know, release the shutter, mm. like anticipate the motion, the movement. Yeah. Um, that's pretty in advanced. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I honestly didn't, I would never have known those were shot on an iPhone, to be honest. I, I never knew that, uh, looking at the photos on your website, I, I wouldn't have thought that that's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you just like hand holding it or did you have it on a tripod or what was kind of your approach, uh, shooting with that? That's, that's quite different. Yeah, we, we put a small, we found, so we were using, um, uh, the, the plus version and that was a huge breakthrough for me because, uh, it has kind of a normal perspective lens as well, mm -hmm. which I've always struggled. Like I, I shoot very little photography with wide angles. Uh, I just, I can't, I, 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 there's photographers work that I love that's shot with wide angle, but I've never been able to, mm. to very rarely, you know, like to create an, uh, a, a shot that I, that I like mm -hmm. with anything, um, you know, like 50 is kind of typically the widest I, I go and, and there's exceptions, but generally, so, you know, like the, the plus had a, had a normal perspective lens on it. Uh, we put a small cage on, on the cameras. Mm -hmm. um, and then what we did is I would shoot. And some of those shots are with the wider lens uh, that are, that, that selects, but we'd have multiple iPhones and my assistant would just hand me, uh, you know, we'd have one with the normal perspective and one with the wide. Yeah. Um, and then we were trying to, we um, were doing the portrait mode as well, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, and so, that was a separate camera. Yeah. So we were just alternating uh, between those. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's so pretty exciting, man. They pretty, really, they really put you through the ringer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean it was a, you know there was a like a kind of a I guess a, it was a roller coaster of emotion. You know, at first it was exciting, and then it was like, oh my god, how's this going to happen? How are we going to do this? And then once we did the test and really figured out our approach and knew that that technically was great, then we could just kind of dive into the creative portion of it. Mm. And it was fun. It was really cool. You know, at the, one of the questions was, are we going to have a backup camera on set? You know, cause like if I had gone into that and could using any camera I could, I probably would have had a medium format camera and, and you know, also a 35. Yeah. Um, but we just decided, no, what, you know, like decision was made. Um, Let's go all in by ESPN, which I think was a good one. It's like, no, we're going to go all in. There'll wow. be no, no backup. So that kind of was freeing in a way because mm -hmm. you're not, you're not thinking, Oh, I should just go grab that other camera right now or something. You mm -hmm. know, you just knew this is, this is what you're doing. Burn yeah. the bridge, I guess. That's exciting, man. So, and, um, I guess yeah. one thing I was kind of curious about is probably a hard question, but I mean, you've done a lot of cool shoots with ESPN, the magazine. Is there any one that kind of sticks out in mind as particularly memorable? memorable to you maybe just for the experience or um maybe you're just particularly proud of the photos i guess yeah i mean i the i i mean you know 
frankly, I don't think I've had a uh, assignment with ESPN that I haven't enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're really good. I, you know, like um, this first cover I did for them that was really huge. You know, that was a huge thing for I think for me uh, from a career standpoint, yeah. um, and just you know, like confidence level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really. You know that that meant a lot. Um, I you know for a couple of years, a few years I think two two or three years I did three years I think I did there. Um, I shot a lot of the images for their uh, college basketball uh, preview issue, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. And you'd travel around like in generally like in a week period, you'd you'd have a shoot once a day and fly to it, and then you'd shoot and then you know, kind of hop on the plane and fly to a different college and wow. shoot. Uh, and, and that was like always a logistic kind of a like pushing what's possible because you find any small commuter planes and yeah. they, the schedules were, there usually wasn't many planes. So you're like running you know, <laughs> many flights. So you're really rushing to the airport. And then yeah. like, you can only take so much gear on those flights and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, trying to find local assistance in each market, you know, travel, it has a travel one person, we'd find people and, yeah. So there was a, but that that was really I enjoyed that. Um, and I saw one uh, one thing. I think you became pretty well known for. I noticed you did uh, a bunch of series. It was basically like multiple exposures. Like you, I think you had like a pitch yeah. a pitcher. And uh, how did that come about? Was that something you were kind of doing personally, or did that come about on an assignment, or how did you kind of start doing those like multiple exposure um, um, series? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was i mean that was something that came out of an assignment for espn mm. and it kind of snowballed like it was not something i expected because yeah, um, i think but, you ended you know, up you ended up doing some like ad campaigns with that kind of work after the fact i think yeah i did ad campaigns i did um uh walking dead cover yeah. for entertainment weekly um which you know still a big show at the time it was you know like not nothing was close so that was a huge issue for them and a huge you know like for me a huge honor to be asked to do that oh yeah um um but yeah so it it came out of and then um yeah i i i i kind of became i think you know someone that magazines wanted to like wanted to you know they wanted to touch that they wanted me to shoot a multiple exposure Mm. um for for them whatever the subject matter was and it was kind of like you know, I think it was just like, let's work with Dylan to get that. It's like kind of a one-time thing. Let's get that. And yeah. um, we need to have, like, like interpret that for our magazine. So that, like, I shot for a lot of different people for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it came out of, it came out of assignment for ESPN. And they had started a new section um, that was a technique section. And they pick a different athlete each month and, and they would kind of do an interview and uh, about their technique and whatever it is, if it's a golfer, their swing or, um, you know, tennis player, their swing, whatever it is, mm. basketball player, their, their jump shot or their dribble, like a guard in their dribbling technique. And um, then they would do an interview and they wanted to visual, they wanted to find a way to portray this. And so uh, Stephanie Weed, um, who is no longer at ESPN, yeah. Uh, but she called me up and asked me if, if I could do this. And um, I, I'm not sure. I 
I'm not sure if I was the first person to do it. I think I might have been, but I, I really don't. I, I know, I know, know that, but I don't. I, I know Howard Schatz did a bunch of the multiple exposure stuff back in the day. Um, kind of similar, but I don't know if you know his work. Um, but yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I certainly was not the first to do multiple exposure, but I, you know, like the lots of guys did it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I might have been the first person for this new camp you know the section that they're running yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely uh but i'm not i'm not even sure about that but they came to me and said hey we want to do this and we want to do kind of a multiple exposure and and kind of my you know that my twist on it was it's like that's cool but um it since it's technique it'd be really cool to kind of create a visual hierarchy mm -hmm. um through the image because multiple exposures can be amazing but you know every frame has the same kind of level of opacity or transparency. Yeah. And so I was like, since this is a technique, kind of an A to B thing, you know, like you start here and then you end up, you know, start at point A and you end up at point B. And then mm. during the time you do all these things, let's create something where you can, so like your eye can kind of move through the image and see what's happening. So the different layers, it would kind of have a stepping like, so it might step from being super opaque yeah. to going to, you know, being very uh, transparent the other way around, just so you kind of can kind of lead you through the image. It's like the, it's like the um, ev evolution of man, you know, like, like the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, that's what, um, and, you know, I had, I had shot a couple, uh, multiple exposures here or there, but it's not something I'd really done a lot of. Um, but it was a really cool thing to kind of think through and to try. And we did a lot of experimenting and we came up with this technique that looked really cool. So, um, so first was shooting for them and I did a number of, uh, you know, images for them. And then other people became interested in it. Um, golf digest. I did a bunch of shots for them using that technique. Mm. Um, uh, Christian Oss, who's, I was the uh, photo director at the time and yeah. um, Walter's son. And, uh, you know, like he was awesome to work with. And yeah, then it, uh, then I think probably what really put it on the map from kind of a greater photography community um, aspect, photo community aspect is uh, uh, doing the world cup issue for the New York times magazine. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah, Kathy, I've, you know, been in touch with Kathy Ryan, you know, like emailing her for years and, you know, it's one of those things like emailing her and, you know, you never hear back, you never yeah. hear back. And then, then I started to hear back from her, you know, and then, um, and it might've been before the multiple exposures, but we started to have a little bit of communication and things. And that was really, you know, that was, that was huge for me to have Kathy Ryan respond to the work, you know, even to say, thanks for sending, you know, that kind of thing was, yeah. was ma massive. Yeah. And then out of the blue, like literally I was, I think on another time in Florida, um, I got a call and, um, uh, Clinton cargo called and he's like, Hey, um, we want to have you shoot the world cup issue. Yeah. Cause I think, and, you, you know, you, we want you to go. Yeah. You shot like Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Messi, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 It was, it was crazy. Neymar. Yep. Um, and so, so any, you know, so we shot some multiple exposures, we shot, you know, regular portraiture and then I directed some film shorts for that. Um, 
but that I think that really put it on the map. And then, uh, you know, Entertainment Weekly called about um, doing their Walking Dead issue, and wow. you know, details was still publishing at the time. Did for them a bunch of magazines, New York Magazine. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of things came out of that. Yeah, it's pretty wild. This goes to show you never, like we were saying earlier, like you never know where one photo you take is going to go. Like you, you shoot something, you put it out there, and you never know what's going to happen with it. So it's pretty exciting. Um, and I noticed with the New York Times Magazine thing, you, like you mentioned, you did the video stuff. Um, was that kind of your idea with like the slow-mo thing or was it kind of like a collaborative thing with the magazine or how how did you kind of approach the video aspect of that? Yeah, so they they um, they mentioned that they wanted to do a video component as well, and they asked me for, you know, for ideas. Mm. Um, and so that was something that came up. I was trying to think of something that would complement the multiple exposure, you know, photos, mm. kind of family together. And this is this is you know this is before the iPhone gave you gave everyone the ability to do this. So this was still, people were certainly doing slow motion, but it was a bigger, yep. you know, you, you had to use the Phantom mm -hmm. and, you know, you had to have massive amounts of light and things like that. And so it was out there and people done it and sport and stuff, but Mike kind of, kind of what the, what I think the multiple exposure photography does is it kind of lets you see, um, it extends the moment in time of, of a photo, whereas, you know, one frame is a captured moment in time and mm -hmm. lets you see a longer period of time. And that's essentially what multiple exposure is doing too, is it, you know, it's, it's actually kind of stretching out time, but it lets you see one, one motion. So yeah. I thought it was a good compliment. And I thought, you know, so much of sports, um, the way sports is portrayed and um, commercially is, you know, it's quick cuts and things like that. So it's like, these guys are amazing. Yeah. You know, let's just take, and they move so fast, you know, mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily get to appreciate. The, like the uh, intricacies. Like, yeah. 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 So that was, um, that was kind of the insight and the pitch to them. And they really liked that idea. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, and we, we did it. That's pretty cool. And uh, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Um, yeah, I guess with the motion work, Definitely. yeah, with the motion work, um, is that something you've been doing for a while? And do you feel like you have a different approach to that versus your stills, or do you kind of try to kind of go for the same aesthetic? Or I guess what's your, kind of your overall approach when you're doing motion work? You think? Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a so that's a. Uh, I guess like kind of unresolved, <laughs> um, <laughs> controversial, yeah. uh, issue for me. I mean, I, I really enjoy it, but, um, and I, and I, but I've, I, you know, frankly, it's kind of, kind of struggled in, in, in the best way to pursue it. And most of it's just been kind of from a time perspective because i really do enjoy it yep i having been an art director i also completely respect that it's it's there's related skills but it's it's a separate skill set and you know i just from just seeing work over time you know like 
many photographers are not good directors and many directors are not good photographers. And so like, I think there's a lot of skills that transfer to those, but I just had a lot, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for, for directing mm. and for film. And, and so I've kind of probably uh, been less aggressive with it than I should mm-hmm. um, in terms of, but it's, it's just been trying to figure out how do I pursue this and also continue to do what I'm doing. And, you know, there are a lot of jobs now where uh, commercial jobs where they are interested in both mm. I have people doing both. But um, I feel like I, I just still to date have not given it the attention that it deserves. But, yeah. you know, I, I directed something for Clinique earlier this year that I really enjoyed. Um, and, um, you know, obviously the, New York times piece. And there's been some other pieces here and there, but I, it's something I'd love to do. And I, and I kind of, as I, um, kind of feel, you know, in many ways in the point that my career where I'm excited by, um, by doing more of it from the standpoint that it is so collaborative. I think for me, you know, to just to be completely honest when I was starting, I wanted to control everything. Okay. You know, like I, and you kind of you kind of can in photography you want to, if you want to you know like at least on set you know yep. like you obviously have other people other creative partners involved you know the photo editor the creative director whoever it might be mm-hmm. but I just was like and now I'm like I really enjoy um, you know finding people that I that whose work that I really respect you know be it um, mm. a makeup artist. Uh, or a, a wardrobe stylist or a, a set designer um, in my photography. And I really want to collaborate with people. And I find that so rewarding. And I think the potential, the potential for that in, uh, in directing and film is, you know, times a hundred, you know, yeah. and you have, you have to work that way. You can't, you can't do it You're all yeah, yourself. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's smart. And even me just from doing this podcast, like the last nine months and talking to so many different people, like you said, yeah, you want to control everything. But I think the thing I've learned is like, if you talk to talented people, you're pulling from these people that have years of experience and different situations that then you've worked on. And you can learn a lot yeah. just from talking to people. Even like, I know I interviewed this guy, Gene Bressler, who's a commercial retoucher. And I learned okay. so, so much from that guy just because uh, the perspective he has from it is like different than mine. And I think it's as smart because like, like you said, it's easy to want to control everything, but if you kind of let y- yourself to be open, you can learn a lot more. And I think that's when you're going to kind of progress. Yeah. You know, totally, yeah. totally. And, 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 you know, like a, it in the film world, people, there's, you know, like we kind of like, we do, we kind of, we're, you know, obviously have special, you know, special skill sets, but we also kind of have to be generalists of mm-hmm. so many things we have to know yeah. as photographers. And, um, you know, a lot of people in the film world know a lot of different expertises, a lot of different areas, but there's people that just, they get so specific in like the, and they spend so much time on one thing. And that's pretty cool because someone yeah. knows like they go so deep mm-hmm. into kind of one, one area and that, you know, to, to be able to kind of work with those folks. And, you know, obviously the challenge is to still maintain your vision and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, I think, I think, I think it can be a really exciting, uh, for me, it's something I'm, I, I'm more and more interested in like, okay, let's dive into this and, mm. and see how, 
see how it goes. Yeah, know? definitely. And I guess this kind of to wrap up, like uh, one question I was kind of interested uh, in asking you, it's kind of a weird one, I guess, but um, what advice would you give to your your younger self? Like when you first got into this, you've been, <laughs> doing, you've been doing it for a long time now. What advice would you give to your, your younger self um, now with everything that you've done and kind of learned, I guess? That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, man, I don't, I don't have anything profound Mm-hmm. that is occurring to me immediately. I think, I guess maybe time management, maybe, which mm-hmm. is, doesn't sound very uh, no, man, elevated, but it's, <laughs> you know, just like, like where you put your time, you know, like that's one thing I just, um, I have a two year old daughter now and, yeah. um, you know, like it's just like time is precious. And so it's like, just kind of, I've always been very, I've been, I, I think, always maybe uh, too much so, but very focused in terms of like I've spent a lot of time in front of the, you know, like the computer or whatever it is. Just like I've, I've always worked a lot, you know, um, and enjoyed it happily. But um, it's just I think like sometimes some of the things that I've focused on within my career or you know certain projects. Um, like personal projects or something, just like, I don't know if I've always, you know, like I, I think I would just be like, kind of step back and think about what's the, mm-hmm. what's the greater goal here? Where are you trying to go? Yeah. Um, mm. uh, no, that's good. Yeah. That's good advice, man. And like, I, <laughs> I mean, and like, as you know, this business is crazy. Like there's a lot of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. You're going to have yeah, months, totally. where, months where you're busy, months where you're slow, want to yeah. pull your hair out. Um, I guess yeah. what kind of keeps you going and uh, keeps you inspired and keeps 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 you going, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I really do, you know, like I think probably almost, almost or everyone, probably everyone you've had on this show feels the same. I, like I love what I do. I feel very fortunate to be able to do what I do. Mm-hmm. It is very challenging. Um, and I don't think I'd have it any other way, but you know, um, you, there's, you know, like the grass is always greener and I never truly wanted this, but I sometimes ponder on the, those tough days or those tough stretches is like, what would it be like just to, you know, get in the car and drive to an office and then you just, you're at that office and you just yep. do whatever it is you do. Yep. It's until like, you know, six o'clock and then you get in your car and you drive home, Yep. you know? Um, so, you know, uh, what, yeah. So I, I think I forgot what you originally asked. What no, was, no, you made sense. You? No, that made perfect sense. You just love, love what you do and just want to, I guess, just probably just live kind of like a fulfilling life and do something that I guess you're proud of. I would, I mean, is that kind of how you look at it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you ask? What did you ask me originally? What uh, was the... Oh, I was just saying, like, um, what kind of keeps you going? Like, uh, obviously, like, with, oh. this, with this business, there's a lot of ups <laughs> and downs, peaks and valleys. But you, right. yeah, I think you answered it, you know? You, like you said, you're yeah. you're doing something you care about and something that you enjoy, you know? Yeah, and it's always, you know, like, I've been doing it long enough that there have there always has been those peaks and valleys. If it's, you know, it might be, you know, like, like, actual commissions, you know, or it, where you stretches if you're not working a lot. Yep. Um, 
but also it's other like creative creative moments where I like kind of feel like ah I just I like I'm stuck like I'm doing the same shot every time or mm-hmm. and then something happens it's either assignment comes in or I I've taken a personal photo or I've just made my mind up like hey I'm going to shift this I'm going to get like you know the best way to is always the best way to to do something different or to work more whatever it is mm-hmm. is to have a photo that first for me has inspired me or I've, I've, I've really liked and enjoyed what I've created or I found something in it. Um, and then other people agree. So it's like, I guess it's always going back to the wild, going back to personal work. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. so, but it, in those, those, in those moments of where it's just like, it's been tough or whatever it is, or I'm just not feeling inspired. And then I kind of double down then that's, it's always happened. Something's happened and it's kind of opened this, this door of like, wow, this is awesome. I am, you know, uh, I'm, I'm back in this. I'm 110% back in and and excited, you know? So, yeah, yeah. but I, Alex, I want to say, um, I've really enjoyed your (laughs) podcast. It's been really, um, uh, inspiring and just, I think also just like really, uh, helpful because you know I, I think this has been discussed by others as well. But you know, photographers, at least from my experience, I have I have um, you know a handful of photographer friends. But I you know it's just just to know like have a greater understanding of what other people are going through, what mm-hmm. they've experienced, yeah. and you know some a lot of the, a lot of like a lot of the things you hear are very similar. You know, so that's kind of that's comforting. You yeah, know, man. Thanks. Trust know. me, man. That's that's why that's why I started it. I was like, I wasn't talking to enough people, and you know, a lot of people yeah. have similar problems, and it's just good to, you know, just talk to people. I think you you learn a lot, and I mean, I, I definitely appreciate that. And um, I guess this is my last question. Yeah. My last question: um, Do you have any goals for your photography moving forward? Um, any projects you're looking to work on, or anything you got coming down the pipeline? Yeah, I mean, um, I have, uh, you know, a lot of the work that I've been doing in the last year has been kind of a shift uh, for me. Um, You know, a lot more kind of uh, celebrity and kind of general portraiture. Uh, I've always done that, but that's become a real focus for me. Um, And uh, also kind of of getting in at the edges of of, of fashion and... um, that's been really exciting and enjoyable and kind of a new world. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those commissions, those have mostly been, uh, you know, editorial projects, assignments. And so that's been great. And then I think, um, you know, I moved to LA, uh, about a year ago. Okay. So still like kind of, kind of, we're still kind of settling and I'm still kind of learning the lay of the land here, mm-hmm. but I've already started to work with like people that are, are based here magazines that are based here and uh, agencies that are based here. And so that's been really exciting. And it's, um, you know, inspired me to, you know, it's inspired some, I've always done personal projects, but Mm. it's inspired some that I think probably would not have happened in New York. Mm. Um, So that's exciting. So yeah, to kind of see those, see those through is a big part. And um, you know, in terms of personal work. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, this one, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. Uh, it's a real pleasure. And I guess for people listening, um, where's the best place to check out your work? Uh, 
I guess the best place uh, would be a website, dylancoulter.com, um, and Instagram, Dylan Coulter. Perfect. I'll, um, I'll, yeah, link, and, I'll and, link it. And, okay, cool. Yeah, and thank you, Alex. I really enjoyed it and um, have enjoyed, as you know, again, enjoyed your podcast. And it's, uh, I, think, I think it's awesome you're doing that. I think a lot of people um, are getting a lot from it. So thank you. No, perfect. Thank you. We can cut it there. So there you have it. That was the Dylan Coulter interview. I want to thank Dylan so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him about all his work and experience within photography. I know I enjoyed it. Um, So definitely go check out Dylan's website at dylancoulter.com as well as his Instagram at dylancoulter. Lots of really cool work up there. So definitely go check that out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.